Welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations. I'm your co-host, Michelle, at Modernly Michelle. And I'm Dana, at It's Dana B. Hello, you guys. Hello. As always, you know, we're ready to get into another great episode. We say that all the time, but I think yeah. it's because we truly believe it. That yeah. is great. And yeah. confidence is key. <laughs> Anywho, today we're going to be discussing what we think the world essentially is going to look like post COVID. And then we're going to kind of get into some of our goals as we're transitioning towards the end of the year, getting ready to prepare for 2021, whatever that will look like. Whatever. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be ranting and revelating about today. Yeah. So I would just say, I mean, we all know that 2020 has been absolutely crazy, chaotic. Yeah, and it's like, we don't need any, like, we don't need any more. We got it. We got the hint. You won. Yeah, oh my gosh. 2020 won the battle. Yeah. It won. I didn't even know it was a war. Like, I don't think any of us came in prepared for what this year was going to look like. And it showed us how much control we do not have. Listen. Wow. Crazy, man. Wow. So... Um, I think post-COVID, post-pandemic world is actually going to look very different. A lot of times I'll catch myself saying, you know, when we return to a sense of normalcy, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. I don't think so either. I think even if it's like just tweaked a little bit, and I know we're going to get into it, I just don't see it going back to that. Like for me, I see it as like after the housing market crashed, how that changed. After 9-11 happened, yeah. how that made an impact. So I kind of see it kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, 9-11, that's a very, very good example. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this. Do you even remember what the world looked like last year? Do I feel like I remember what the world looked like last year? I yeah, because like I was free, of course. That's like being in jail and then getting released. I remember <laughs> what, it, what life was like, kind of, you know, like before. But now I'm just, I have to kind of balance like and get back into it. I feel like if life were to jump and go back to normal, like for some reason, you know, mm-hmm. some miraculous reason, it's like COVID never happened. 2021, <laughs> everything's fine. We're all right. good. I feel like it would still be a transition. It would still be like a kind of coping for me personally, kind of coping with the fact that, okay, so now I don't have to wear a mask anymore. Like, right. should I feel confident doing that? Are the restaurant, like, is our different experiences going to change? Like, right. hmm, yeah. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. For me, I feel like I don't remember last year. Right. Like, of course I remember, but 2020 just feels like it's been going on for 10 years. So even when I'm like, oh yeah, 2019, it's like, wait, that was only nine months ago, but it feels like 10 years ago. Was last year when we went to the Millennium Tour? Was it? Because it couldn't have been 2018, right? That feels too long. Oh, that's a good question. Was last year we went to Haiti for your birthday? Last year we did go to Haiti for my birthday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, the year, the year was lit. It was a good year. <laughs> 2019 was great. I think that's why we all were so excited for 2020. Because we were like, if 2019 was great, 2020 vision on and popping. I had so many trips 
planned. Like it was going to be amazing. And personally, though 2020 has been rough, I'm not complaining because I really feel blessed. I've been Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of like transitions, like things have been working out for me. I've been able to go after my goals. So I am grateful for that. But Mm -hmm. societally, it's been heavy. Yeah, it has. It really has. And I just, oh man. Speechless, right? Speechless. (laughs) Speechless. So I made a list of things that I think will be different post-pandemic. Should I read out the list or we'll go one by one? Uh, Let's go one by one. But I wanted to interject really quickly. Yes. One thing I was going to mention that escaped my brain and just popped back up in my brain, Mm -hmm. thankfully, is it's so crazy that this year was the year for all of this to happen and it's 2020. Yeah. I just feel like that's even more of like a, like symbolism yes. because you know, like the impact that I feel like we thought 2020 would make just because like 2020 vision, all of that. And I know we've discussed that a thousand times, but isn't that just even more crazy that it was 2020 where everything like literally went downhill? Exactly. It's as though like it's 2000, you know, switching into a new millennium. We just have like all these high expectations about a fresh start or something being better. And it's definitely different just in a very surprising way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, let's get into your list. Okay. So I think post COVID-19, uh, the biggest change is President Donald J. Trump will no longer be president of the United States. Mm. And I think that is a change that many people, of course, not all, many people are looking forward to. And when I look at it from a global perspective, I'm curious to see what U.S. international relations is going to look like. Because mm-hmm. under his presidency, there were travel bans, he closed borders, he threatened to build a wall, he threw children into, or not him physically, but his policies and the standard that he set, you know, a lot of children are separated from their parents at the border. Um, he pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement. So all these very international things that's making the rest of the world kind of side eye the United States under a new presidency. I think it's going, it may be a lot of work to patch things up. And I wonder if the world will respect the U S as a world leader as it did before. Ooh, I think, ah, it really sucks for, you know, if it does end up, where Trump is no longer president, it's, it's a lot of cleanup that's going to have to be done. Yes. This new White House is going to have to do a lot of cleanup. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see what that's going to look like as well. So I just want to make a comment and just kind of transition into a racial standpoint for this mm-hmm. really quickly. Mm-hmm. Trump made a comment today that really blew me. And when I heard it, I was just like, are you listening to the things that you're saying? This man does not know how to read the room. What is going on? Dana, he literally said that everything that we see going on right now, like all of the, um, the, just all of the racial tension and just the shootings and the protesting and all of that is what Biden, Biden's America will look like. 
And he said that, and he's currently in office. This is what your America looks like. (laughs) When I tell you, I was so blown. And I know we're not like super political, right? Right. On this podcast. Mm -hmm. But when I tell you, like, I felt like I was yelling at the TV. Like, what? It's crazy. I've heard the argument that when you look at the roughest, I'm using quotes here, the roughest cities across America, they're typically, they typically have democratic mayors. So he probably took that and ran with it saying under a democratic president, we're going to see mayhem across the nation. So that's where he's pulling it from. But it's like, you're not democratic, you're Republican. And, and still see it now. In intensified levels. Like, let's think about, let's think about when Obama was in office and, you know, Trayvon Martin and, you know, those, the unfortunate death that happened then. Let's think about that. I know we were in high school, but there were protests that happened, right? Yes. Was, did any of this go this far? Very different climate. Very different climate. Absolutely. Anyway, I just had to make that point. No, I think that's a great point and an excellent transition because I actually think that's something that's going to be different in a post-COVID world. Social justice used to be a grassroots effort. So there were people on the front lines who was doing the work, but they weren't getting media time. People weren't actively engaged unless it hit close to home or they were just passionate about it. But now, no matter who you are, your skin color, your background, your socioeconomic status, a lot of, not all, (laughs) because we're still having to debate why Black Lives Matter, but a lot of people are understanding the fact that oppression, injustice, systematic racism, like just everything in America was it, I think people are realizing that our foundation is very shaky. We're not okay with going along with the status quo. And I think black people, people of color, other minorities, whether that's people who have disabilities or different sexual orientations, they're not asking for more rights, they're just asking for equal rights. We're just asking for equal rights. So before, where it was very taboo, or you can only speak about it on a certain certain platform or a certain forum, now it's infiltrating every industry, every arena, everything. So I think social justice is going to look very different, and we may have a chance at changing the world that we raise our children in. Yeah, for sure. Everyone has the smoke. Literally. Yeah. So... That's (laughs) That's <laughs> to make it <laughs> to simplify that in the so like literally as few words as possible as Dana eloquently put it together. <laughs> Everyone got the smoke in 2020 and it will continue to be that way. It will absolutely continue. It will absolutely continue. So another thing is I think it will be more common for people to wear masks. Before you only saw people wear masks in public if they were extremely, extremely sick. So that was what, maybe one out of a thousand people per day, per month. You know what I mean? It was very, very rare, very rare. But I think now people will be more comfortable with wearing masks in public places if they're sick, even when there is a COVID um, vaccination. Yeah, kind of like China, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. 
And I feel like maybe people may even start to wear masks, even if it is like the common cold flu or something like that, because kind of since they all kind of have blended symptoms, people who are actually more self-aware and kind of want to be a bit more preventative will definitely do so. Or people who are just uncomfortable with knowing that maybe COVID still could be floating around. Or the flu season. Yeah. So that may be like, yeah, I can see that happening too. And it's funny because I think a year ago, if we saw people wearing masks because they got a little cold, we'd look at them like, relax. Like you're doing a lot. Dana, actually, that was me this year. I remember this was like very, when I tell you early, COVID was just a whisper. Okay. It a was rumor. A, a rumor. Okay. It was still in China. It was like a little whisper. Yep. So it hadn't even, I think, really transitioned here. And I remember going, this is like, beginning I would say a long time ago beginning of the year it wasn't even that long <laughs> uh, I can't remember 2019 <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I remember seeing a girl wearing a mask in Target and I was like oh she's doing a lot right right now, now I'm like whoa sis Where, where's your mask you girl you were you were onto something sister. you were a pioneer <laughs> you're a pioneer because baby when I tell you yep. this household is stocked up with masks up and down Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's going to be the new norm. I also believe that a lot of corporations will downsize and uh, we will go to a remote workforce. Yes, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I absolutely agree. I feel like so many companies now are going to just get rid of their buildings. Yep. Because they were able to create an entire system that worked for them remotely and they'll be able to save money that way. Because imagine, not every corporation, but like think about creating and investing in a whole entire system and even having certain contracts and stuff with certain companies, whether it's Zoom or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden now jumping back into the office, I could see it being like, "Mm, why? Yeah, there's not really any point. We did all of this work to put this together. Let's just continue doing remote, but then maybe we can downsize the building or offer like um, co-working space yep. funds or whatever. So people, if people do want to still go in, they have that option, but primarily it is going to be remote. I agree. Yeah, so I could see us going to like 40 to 60% where majority of Americans who are working are working remotely. And I think I like that idea, right? Corporations at the end of the day, all they really care about, especially if it's not a B Corp, which is a corporation that really cares about their social responsibility. If it's a C Corp, the traditional corporations we're familiar with, all they want to know is how much money can we make? How much money can we save? If you do not have to pay for electricity, you don't need insurance, you don't have to rent or own a building, why? What's the point? Exactly. So even companies who were laggers, like they were afraid to do remote work, I think they now don't have an option. So I definitely see that being the new norm. And of course, there will be certain roles where we still have to do it in person. But for the most part, it's going to be remote because even doctors are incorporating remote visits. Uh, The classroom, a lot of schools are doing e-learning or distance learning. Therapy, you now can do it remotely via a Zoom call or even just a phone call. So I see that changing. And 10 years from now, when we have our kids, they're going to be like, can you believe I used to have to sit in a classroom with 20 other students or 10 other students? And they're like, what? (laughs) Like, why? 
Yeah, to be honest, I don't want it to be that way for schools. I really hope they're able to get back in the classrooms comfortably Mm -hmm. and safely because I honestly, I, I don't even know what that would look like. Virtual learning forever. Yeah. I, I feel like you're going to miss that camaraderie. Well, think of homeschooling. Right? Which is not super popular, though. It's not super popular, but there is a solution where if your education is at home, then parents and their kids typically rely on sports or different clubs and different social activities to get to back together. Yeah. yeah. I do agree with you. Personally, if I had a child, I would rather it be done in the classroom. But of course, currently, I would rather do it from home. Yeah. I think going forward, though, what maybe should happen is do um, in-classroom education from like pre-K through eighth grade and then high school can be remote. Mm, okay. I wouldn't be mad at that idea. And even when you do in classroom, maybe if the classroom size is 30 people, it will just have to be 15 students, you know, Monday and Wednesdays, the other 15 Wednesdays and what is that? Whatever, basically opposite days. So that would be Monday and Wednesday, Tuesday and Thursday. So what is, sorry to just jump into something else. What the heck is standardized testing going to look like? You know, all these colleges are completely removing, well, removing it for now. We don't know if it's a permanent decision, but you don't have to take the ACT, SAT to get into undergrad, and you don't have to take GMAT or GRE for graduate. Mm -hmm. A lot of schools are now no longer requiring it. So I don't know if that's a pro. No, I'm dead serious. So a lot of people are arguing that's great because it removes barriers for students who don't have access to certain resources but then I wonder will it make it harder to get into the institution will it hurt a child who made it in because they wrote a great essay but they're not on the same level as their peers but maybe that can be motivation for them to work harder I just I don't know I don't know yikes yeah personally if I decide to go to grad school I will gladly apply without those standardized tests okay I know that's right kind of going back to the globalization thing, I was reading a Forbes article, and this is kind of going back to the whole globalization thing, that said China will be the new tech leader. And they pointed out the fact that TikTok is the most downloaded app ever. Which ever? Ever. Hmm. Which I thought was very interesting. They did leave out the fact that China has a massive population. So if you have an app that's created there, of course, it's going to be adopted widely there. And then you tackle on the fact that people across the globe are downloading it as well. So I think their their population numbers plays a role in it, but it's still pretty impressive. For sure. Um, They also are making waves when it comes to 5G. There are some American companies that are, you know, trying to enter that market, but it seems for now that China has a monopoly on the market. So that's going to be very interesting because for so long we relied on China to purchase our recycled goods and to manufacture our goods. But if they're now leaving that space, who's going to fill in that vacuum? Who's going to fill in those shoes? Girl, we're going to be looking sick, sick, sick. And typically the, using air quotes here, the better countries, we rely on them for like their intellectual power. 
Mm-hmm. And then other countries, we rely on them for their physical labor. So mm-hmm. if the United States is not in a position of intellectual power, does that mean we're not going to be relegated to physical labor, which then means that we're not like the world's number one leading country? I don't know. I think America will literally fight tooth and nail to not become that. <laughs> With all our American privilege, I can say I can only hope. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Um, because only one, per- like one person ate a bat and here we are. <laughs> Is that really how it started? No, I heard that. No, really. Look oh, really? I heard, yeah, it was transmitted through a bat, someone who ate a bat in China. <sighs> Sorry if I'm wrong, y'all, but I've read that somewhere in an article. And I believe the source was credible. I don't really like to read uncredible sources. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, well, the other thing is nothing happens by coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. So we were supposed to be here in this time and space at this moment doing this thing. So if it wasn't that bad, if it wasn't that person, if it wasn't China, it would have been another country, another person, another animal. Yeah, to spark it to happen anyway. Yep, that's true. Let's see. And then the other things that I think will be different in a post-pandemic world is the real estate markets. They will be heavily impacted because think about it. If people are now working remotely, right? Let's think of big cities, San Francisco, uh, New York City, Washington, D.C. It is expensive to live in these cities mainly because all these corporations, all these companies are housed there. So people have to pay higher rent or higher mortgages so that their commute is less to get to work. But if these corporations are shutting down offices and people cannot work from home, why am I going to pay $4,000 a month for a small apartment when I can move out to the suburb, cut out my commute and pay $2,000 for a house? Yeah, and especially if, the the uh how can i put it if like restaurants bars all of like the play is not really as you know successful then on top of that people will be like well i can't even really comfortably go because a lot of people like to live in the city not only for the commute but also just for experiences and being able to just walk around different things like that so like you said it's going to be like what's the point and i can also see companies having to fork up more money in terms of like assisting and of course these are the bigger corporations right who can afford and different things like that and providing more uh bonus bonuses as well as incentives such as like providing certain funds towards like your electricity and yep. different things like that that may be included somehow part of a package yep uh i could see that kind of happening as well and i think that would be very interesting and it leaves me in a precarious position or a very interesting position because I'm a young 20 something, right? I'm popping. I want to try different things in my career. I'm very attracted to like the city life. But if our world is fully changing, I need to adapt and adjust. So maybe I won't be in the big city. Maybe I will buy a house much earlier than I expected. Maybe I will be out in the suburb. And that's just very different because that's not what I envisioned in college. Mm-hmm. Girl, we had so many different visions then, huh? Boy, you're right. You're <laughs> absolutely right. So young, so naive. Oh, man. Even from last year. Wow, another year. <laughs> I feel so much older. Yes, yes. Oh, man, this is going to be very interesting. Um, and the last thing I think, which 
I don't know if it's that big of a change, but Amazon Prime was always on the scene and grocery food delivery was a thing. But I think now they're going like businesses who will deliver your grocery, who will, I think businesses who will deliver your groceries, who will pick them out for you, package them for you to just drive up and pick up. I think they are definitely going to capture a lot of market share. They're going to grow leaps and bounds because now people are finding more and more reasons to stay at home. If I can pay you to do the work. Yeah. Why not? I can definitely see them keeping that even, and even if they like, for some reason, like the actual delivery portion of it kind of isn't as utilized. I can definitely see like the curbside pickup still being a very, very strong aspect, but I think delivery, like you said, food delivery, uh, grocery delivery, curbside pickup, pre-ordering, all of that stuff is definitely going to continue. And I was actually speaking to someone about that recently. And I was saying, I hope they do keep it going. I think it's great. I think it's a great addition. I think it makes sense post 2020. Uh, It's just very, it works. And they're also able to make a little bit more of a coin off of it because like companies such as like Instacart, they charge an upcharge. So yeah, you're winning. Why not? (laughs) Exactly. It's going to be the new normal. And I personally do like grocery shopping, but hey, I also like it because it's just me. I imagine when I have a full family, it will be very convenient to not have to go to the grocery store. Yeah, I can say for me, I like it, especially for products like toilet paper, paper Mm -hmm. towels, like different things that you have to re-up on. Mm -hmm. And then groceries in terms of like... um, not perishable items like produce pro because i feel like i still like to be able to touch and choose the tomato i want i literally did instacart the other day quick story did instacart the other day whoa i'm like girl the girl who delivered who picked and delivered it Uh i know you saw a better looking tomato than this (laughs) one that you chose and you gave to me it was so like we were really trying to be proactive and like just do some pre-grocery shopping Mm -hmm. and i'm like dang i really should have gone in for this one I should have. The tomato wasn't cute. What else? She mixed something else up, which, you know, human error, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So for those things, like produce. It's world problems for sure. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but it's just, it just showed me that if it comes to me, like buying toilet paper, maybe a little makeup item, something like that that's cool, but I still want to be able to touch and feel, you know, I want to touch and agree with my tomato. <laughs> Not touch and agree. I, I hear you. I will say I <laughs> tried Walmart uh, grocery and the person, and I tried it several times. They do a really good job of picking out my produce. Let's say I order something that's 12 ounces and they run out they'll upgrade me into like a better brand or the same brand but a bigger size so i kind of like for them to do it because i get some perks for the inconvenience and i love perks i think maybe for i think it depends on the person and also the platform so for me this was instacart so it was like a college student who's trying to make extra money picking out your tomatoes girl probably (laughs) Try Walmart grocery. I think they have like the actual workers. And I didn't get it delivered. I picked it up. But they really did a phenomenal job. Everything was, all the fruit was bright. 
Like I love the upgrades that I got because they were out of stock. It was just a win-win for me. And I've heard good reviews about uh, Walmart grocery. And I think if you work for the store, you want to do a good job because you can complain to the store. But this person who works for Instacart, so what? You know, there's no real yeah. accountability for her to pick out a really good tomato for you. Cause she's like, I'm not eating it. Yep. And once I deliver it, what you going to do? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. So the other thing that we wanted to talk about, at least really briefly is what are some goals that you have in a post pandemic world? Ooh. Okay. Some goals that I have in a post pandemic world. So these are more so like personal goals that I have for, well, obviously personal goals that I have for myself. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like experiencing life during this time has taught me there are some things that I should take more, you know, importantly and different things like that. Um, and I would say one is definitely being able to put more stock and energy into friendships that's good that's a goal of mine is to just continue pushing it forward and when i say that of course i still like you know talk to my friends and different things like that but i'm saying just being more uh, being more there's a word intentional i was about to say it yeah, yeah. <laughs> being more intentional of making sure that everyone like we're always keeping up with each other video mm -hmm. chatting different things like that it's a goal of mine to continue moving that forward making sure i spend more time with my loved ones and just 2020 just taught me that that should be a priority yeah. like it always has been for me and i'm not saying that i was completely trash and now i'm like oh i want to be a better friend and mm -hmm. wife mm -hmm. blah, 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 whatever <laughs> no it's like now just really making that a focus Gotcha. You know what I mean? Taking it That's to the one goal. Level. Exactly. So another thing for me, and this became even a stronger goal after being pregnant, is just continuing my water intake as well as just like exercising and being active. I feel like post-COVID taught me like, you know, or being in COVID uh, taught me that you can get really comfortable just taking up space. Ooh, yes. <laughs> and spread comfortably. Yes, for sure. And I was not a huge workout chick you know i would do some things here and there and now i feel like just being active and just keeping myself going and different things like that is something that i want to continue forward especially with my water intake that's a really strong goal of mine and let me preface i should have prefaced this in in the beginning i don't have a ton of goals y'all i don't right now. <laughs> i think my it's because my main goal is having this child um listen, <laughs> listen. it's hard <laughs> that's a very important goal and that's enough goals for the next 25 years not yes. even 18 when he's 18 and then he makes it to 25 yes yes so if my goals sound a little like really michelle you want to drink more water it's no, because those are important goals health is important during this time clearly this is a health crisis so that's an important goal yes 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 for sure so taking health more seriously for sure, going to the doctor more, all of those things, for sure, is a goal of mine. And then also, uh, one more that I have is 
content creation and just really getting back to creating more content and being more intentional with the different things I'm a part of, such as Ransom Revelations mm-hmm. <laughs> and just creating content for my personal brand and just different things like that. I feel like I really want to get back into that because I did kind of lose my creative spark this year just because of everything that's going on, mm-hmm. the human in me, just all of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. So now being able to uh, transition into a new year. I definitely want to be able to kind of get back to the core of me. Yeah. Which was, and that was one of the things for sure. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think those are all wonderful goals. And if you need me to hold you accountable in any way, just let me know. Um, for sure. I will say my goals are fairly simple. For one, I definitely want to travel in a post COVID world. I only did one international trip this year when I had, I think, three more planned. So I'd like to start traveling again. Uh, that's a big goal. I would like to kind of focus on my career, like what do I want to do next? Where do I see myself in, year, in a few years? And basically come up with a game plan I can follow to get me there. Um, and then a sub part of that is just making more money being creative on like diversifying my income streams, things like that. And then next year, whether we're in a pandemic or not, will be the year that I reach my fitness goals. I was doing really, really well. And then I will say towards the end of last year, I started getting comfortable. And then this year, I just never really got back on the horse. I was so close. So I know I can do it. I just need the motivation. My health is a place where I don't want to cut corners. I don't want to be cheap when it comes to that. That's an investment for me because good health is important. I want to feel good. I want to look good. And if I have to pay for a trainer, if I have to pay for different gym memberships, whatever I need to do to get me there, if I need to pay for a meal prep service, I'm willing to do that because those goals are important to me. And if, again, if I look good, I feel good, I'll do good in every other area of my life. Amen to that, sister. So, revelations. Ooh, you heard that? That was nice. That one was nice. That was nice. Because last time I was struggling with the R's. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't really hitting the last one. So embarrassing. You had a little bit of time to get that, the vocal cords (laughs) a little loose. Mm Mm-hmm. So I sip a little water before that. Mm -hmm. Yes, girl, I had to prepare. (laughs) What would you say your revelation is for this episode, Michelle? Wow, that life is going to look very different. And we are going, unfortunately, and I guess fortunately, we won't be able to predict how it's going to look. I think 2020 has definitely kept us on our toes. Mm -hmm. And now that's something that may transition into 2021. Mm -hmm. So we just have to be hopeful and prayerful. and just be prepared for what's to come post 2020. Yeah. I feel like I've learned that, you know, not everything is going to, and I obviously I knew this, not everything is going to go as expected. Yeah. Um, And sometimes some things may shake you to your core, but you just have to adjust. Yep. And adjust. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yep. I definitely co-sign with that, especially your last sentence of we just have to adjust. I have seen 
a few people who are in their 60s having to retire early because they just cannot adapt to the way that things are going. And it's sort of heartbreaking because they love their jobs, they want to keep going, but they just can't figure out how to use the technology. It's frustrating, it's new, they don't have the patience for it, which I understand. But my revelation is no matter how old I am, and I've also seen older people who are in their 70s who they're learning, you know, they may type slow, it may take them some time to get to the app that they need, but they're learning, they're willing to try it out, they get frustrated, then they come back to it. And my heart breaks for those who have to retire early, but I have so much hope and compassion for the older people who are willing to learn. And my revelation is I always want to be a student. I always want to be willing to learn. I always want to be flexible, which is, I'm kind of type A, so flexibility is not my strong suit. Like once we have our goal, once we have our game plan, I'm trying to follow that to the T. But I want to learn how to adjust. I want to learn how to kind of roll with the punches because I think those may be the people who make it further. You know, when they Mm -hmm. get to a dead end, they don't give up or quit or Mm -hmm. complain about the fact that things are changing. Like you said, they adjust and they keep going. So eventually they make it to the end goal, even if the path looks very different than they planned. That's good. That's good. And I wanted to make one small point too. Like you mentioned, like the older people who are having to retire early because of, you know, getting into virtual and all of that. Mm -hmm. I've also noticed that older people have been having to retire early to help their families because we have to also remember these parents still have to go to work. They still have to, you know what I mean? And even if it is at home, how are you going to be able to watch your child while you're working? So now it's like- talking to Beth about the meeting at 11 a.m. Exactly. So the the family dynamic is having to get tighter. Yes. And I like that. I think that's really cool. Uh, I'm very communal in nature, like because of my background, but I'll say that like I take on my American independence. So I welcome the opportunity to rely on my support system and my community more. That's good. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. That basically wraps up our episode. We got into some really good things. Agreed. As per usual, <laughs> but it was really good to kind of address this topic from a different perspective and not necessarily more so like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, so many bad things. It's more so like, okay, how can things look afterwards? I feel like this was very refreshing. Agreed. To, Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to let us know how you feel about what we've mentioned today. And if you have any things you think that are going to change or what the world may look like in a post-COVID world, be sure to let us know via Instagram at rantsandrevelations.tv. And until then, we will talk to you guys next time. Peace.